Hello and welcome to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm your host and health coach, Ellie Rome. I am an expert in breaking sugar addiction, binge eating cycles, and reclaiming your health. Now, this is something that I struggled with the majority of my life, and so it's become my passion to help other people do the same. I was a former chemical engineer, sugar addict, binge eater, and had a really toxic relationship with food. And so this podcast is to provide you the tools that I use personally and now I've used for, with hundreds of clients to transform how you show up with food and how you show up with yourself. You know, this is so much more than just like eat this, not that. It's really giving you back freedom to not use food to numb, to not use food to cope, and just to really regain a sense of control within yourself and compassion. Anything you're getting from this podcast is just to develop radical compassion for yourself and encouragement that you are doing a good job. If you feel really stuck right now in a sugar addiction cycle or yo-yo dieting, just take a big breath and trust that you are on your path and there is a light and every day is new and this moment is new for you to show up for yourself. So in this podcast today, this episode, we're going to be talking a lot about perfectionism, which I think I know for myself was one huge aspect that prevented me from even going after breaking the sugar addiction or, you know, sometimes just going to the workout. If I can't get an hour in at the gym, then why bother? It's just getting out of the all or none mindset, but also that so much of why we may be eating food or reaching for food or craving sugar is out of a deeper desire within ourselves to be fully expressed, to be creating the things that we came to this life to create. I know for myself in the engineering job, like I was taking a bunch of Adderall and just in this horrible cycle of binge eating once Adderall, once I came down off the Adderall and it was deeper down, I believe a lot of it was out of a lack of fulfillment. I was in a job that was, yeah, it was okay. Um, I paid well. I didn't hate it by any means, but it was not where my heart was. Like it was not what lit me up what I was waking up in the morning for, you know, I would like dread going to work. And that's not how, you know, we didn't come into these bodies as souls, you know, whatever you believe, but like to, to sit behind a computer all day and not create, like we all have these unique perspectives, these unique gifts to share with the world. And when they're being suppressed, that is what manifests into depression and disease in the body. One of my favorite quotes is from Brene Brown, as she talks about She says, unused creativity is not benign. It metastasizes. It turns into rage, to sorrow, to anger, to to sadness, to grief. And when that is, and those emotions aren't processed, a lot of us end up eating, eating to feel fulfilled in our life, eating to numb from these emotions. And so one thing that can really help is to start pausing and asking yourself, like, where do I want to be more fully expressed? You know, I work with so many people who, especially moms, who haven't made time for themselves, even if it's a little bit of a creative outlet. Um, one of my sessions recently, me and my client, like I had her for just 30 seconds, 30 minutes, not 30 seconds, 30 minutes, part of our session. She loves to creative write. She loves it. And she just has a newborn. And so she hasn't made time for it. And so we just did that. It was like, nope, we're going to sit down. And she felt so nourished after that. It was beautiful. And that nourishment that a lot of times our soul, our body is looking for, when it's not getting it, it's like, hmm, 
let me go eat some Oreos either to try to fulfill that hole, which it won't. Another one of my favorite quotes is a craving that is not from true hunger. Food will never satisfy. And I know this is the case for me. I felt like a bottomless pit. I would eat and eat and eat. And, and then two hours later, I'd be back in the pantry, just like relentless. And so much of this is, was the actual food that I was eating, like eating things like Oreos that are just not satiating and they create a huge dopamine hit to keep you coming back. Like they are addictive in themselves. But then also the initial reaching for them out of a feeling of being unfulfilled emotionally. And so it's so important to, to transform our habits. It can't, it's not just like eat this, not that. Here's a diet protocol, follow this. Like that's why 95% of diets don't work because they're not addressing the underlying reasons that we reach for the stuff that we know isn't good for us. And so to be so gentle with yourself that there's just parts of you, you know, a craving, any craving, if we can reframe it as like, instead of it being bad or shameful, or if you have a binge that that's bad or shameful, it's like, it's a sign from your soul, from your intuition, from your body that's calling for you to pause and slow down and saying like, I need something from you. I need like something is not right here. Something is off here. I mean, that's the same thing with, I believe like depression, anxiety, that these are symptoms of an underlying desire that a lot of times just needs to be expressed. I've had other clients who just have, you know, they get lost in job buried life. There's a poem from that's really been inspiring me lately um, called The Buried Life. I'll read it at the end. I'll pull it up. But um, basically that the, we let the day-to-day bury us. It's so easy to get caught up in the like little anxieties and, and not and work and like what we have to do and not make our personal goals and personal dreams a priority. And so it's, it can make such a difference. And I see this all the time. I mean, I saw it for myself. I see it with the people I work with is when we make dreams and desires a priority and get them on the schedule, even if it's like 20 minutes of some sort of creative outlet, like it, it is so nourishing. And that inspiration, when we're in inspiration, in spirit, when we are connected to our spirit, our soul, we're not looking for food to give us a hit. We're not looking for, I mean, this is the same thing with addictions to like shopping, codependency. I just realized that codependency is like an addiction. It is an addiction. It's an addiction to that craving of attention from somebody or their love because I'm not fulfilled. So I need you to love me. And when you give me hits of that love, then like but it's relentless and then it goes away and it's like, Oh, I need another hit. So it can come in so many forms workaholism. That's something I work on all the time or I'm currently working on. It's, it's easy to get caught in that and chasing the fulfillment from that. But again, it's so fleeting and then it's just more and more and more and more. more. And then it's never, there's no satisfaction. No satisfaction is when we can release that need Gabor Mate, who's an addiction specialist, he's amazing. Definitely check out his content. Um, I I love him. I love learning about it. I think addiction is fascinating, and to be able to have just the compassion for the parts of ourselves that are craving, that are craving connection, that these the deeper root of all of these addictions, the craving for love, the craving for, um, for or the attention from somebody else, the craving for food, the craving for fulfillment and accolades and being selling someone telling us how great we are 
because we got an A on our test. You know, that's such conditioning. And then we just get addicted to that, that validation. But the underlying of it all is just this seeking for a connection, this deeper connection to our soul, to our spirit. Maybe you believe in God. Maybe you believe in something higher than yourself or just, or just this deep love within and re- and that's when we're feel secure and safe regardless of what's going on in our world so much i know of eating also for me was just a seeking of feeling secure i wanted to feel secure with when feeling anxious about day to day it just calms my central nervous system food does food calms my central nervous system but really when we're connected to spirit when we're connected to our higher selves our soul our intuition god whatever that is for you, there is this knowing that everything's okay, this broader perspective of like everything is working out. Everything that is happening is happening for my highest good. And it's almost just like a gentle release and surrender. Like I don't have to control. I can let go. And from that place of stillness and security and safety and love, like there's no, there's not even a thought about like going to reach for the cookie. It's just, there's just this inherent calmness and remembering that that's available to us at all times. And there's a lot of times we'll get caught in our human stories of anxiety and, oh my gosh, well, the, you know, my kid's project is not due. And it's like this little minute things that, but the, it's so addictive. Like that is addictive and it's not the anxiety. The anxiety creates cortisol, these stress hormones in our body that we literally get addicted to. Oh, the adrenaline rush of feeling shame after a binge or like, it's all like a binging, that whole cycle is addictive. It's not even just the food. It's like your body's waiting for you to feel shame and guilt. And it's like ready. It's like, when are we going to feel that again? Because it's familiar, even though it's destructive, it's familiar and it feels safe to the body. Where's the guilt and shame and the anxiety let me feel it. Where is it? Let me create it. Let me look for something to be anxious about. And so it's being able to witness that, witnessing your mind when it starts to try to cling to something to freak out about. And can you come back to center? Sometimes what I like to do is I just tap my heart and call my spirit back in. And this may sound like woo-woo, like spirit, whatever that means for you. Just like call, call your grounding back in. Call, call your higher self that knows you're okay back in. Ground yourself. Come back. And there's a lot of grounding practices I love. I mean, getting outside for me is just huge. If I'm caught in an anxiety loop or rumination or chasing something, wanting something to like fix and control, it's just letting that release come with going to just sitting my butt in the grass, like ground, literally grounding, getting on the earth. And it, it makes such a difference in my nervous system. Also, many of y'all know I'm just such a proponent of our huge advocate for breath work. I became a breathwork facilitator a couple of years ago and I just watched the massive transformation around in people and myself in like 30 minutes. It's helps release so much trauma and stuck emotions and things that just need to be processed to let out. And when they're not, when they're stuck in the body, often we're eating to avoid that pain. We're eating to distract. And so having those regular releases, like, oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And after a breathwork session, like the last thing I know 
like the last thing you want to do is eat. You just feel so connected and light. And it's just like, ugh, gain so much perspective and realize things that you were worried about before the session have like just aren't a thing. We can create so many stories in our mind. And what's beautiful is to not beat ourselves up for that is to love those parts of ourselves and can almost like laugh like a, like you're watching a comedy. Just like, Oh my gosh, look, I got caught. I got caught in this, you know, I got triggered by this thing. And it's just the practice is just continuously work. It's a muscle to just continuously come back to center. And that is where meditation is so powerful. You know, meditation is not about quieting our mind. It's about the coming back home to ourselves. We get to watch the mind as it runs off on some thought, as it clings to some attachment, tries to control some situation. And we take a breath and we come back. And I'm back. And then we get lost. And then we come back. And it's a muscle. And as you sit, even for five minutes, 10 minutes, and then when you get longer sessions, you know, I'm now I'm my edge is doing an hour. I did an hour this morning. And it's so, it's just when you can get so curious about your own mind, like watching it. Oh, look, isn't that interesting that now I'm wanting to get up and go grab the coffee? Like just these impulses. And they just, but though everything is moving, everything is changing. My boyfriend, he always tells, speaks about Anicca. I forget the root where it came, comes from. Anicca. Everything is changing. Anicca. Just being able to sit and watch your breath, watch your emotions in equanimity. This muscle is a superpower. As you develop it during meditation, this is why meditation is so helpful in transforming food behaviors. Because if you, as you meditate, you're building the practice of watching yourself without reacting. So when a craving comes up in the day, you can feel it. You can sit in it, but you don't have to react to it. Oh, here you are craving. Welcome back. You don't have to push it away. You let it move through your body. It's a visitor. It's here, and it's usually teaching us something. Oh, what am I feeling in this moment? Oh, I need to take a big deep belly breath. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. And so often with my cravings, I'm right when I realize I'm having it, I'm like, am I breathing? And I'm not. I'm usually in like the top of my chest, like, not breathing at all. And if I can just relax my shoulders and take a huge belly breath, like it makes such a difference. One breath. So again, again, back to Anicca, Anicca, everything's changing. This is changing too. Nothing is, nothing is fixed. Any, you know, predicament in your life, any challenge, like it's all changing. I know for myself too, sometimes when my anxiety builds, it's like, it thinks, it thinks that this is forever or like the problem like, oh, it's never going to change or this is how it's always going to be or something. Like if I get sick or something, like, well, uh, is this forever? Am I ever going to get better? And it's just like, everything's changing. Okay. It's all, and just coming back to the mantra too, like what helps me a lot with anxiety is like, it's all divine. Everything is working out. It's all happening for a reason, for my highest good. So often we can't see the bigger picture. Like for an example, I got in a car accident during the ice storm here in Austin and I, but it was like the easiest car accident. Like I'd wanted a new car and I just, it was like black ice that day. I probably shouldn't have been driving, but was um, going so slow, got to a stoplight. Literally it was all my brakes was going to like five miles an hour maybe. But I, I slid on the ice and bumped into this Jeep and the Jeep was completely fine. Everybody was fine. My car was totaled just because it was an old car. There wasn't like that much damage, but it was an old car, older car. 
And so, and I instantly, I kind of knew, I was like, this is, this is, this is okay. Like, I think something really good is going to happen with this. And then my car ended up being totaled. I got a check. I didn't have to worry about selling my car or like putting on CarMax or any of that. I just, they gave me a check like right then it was like $8,000. And then I got to get, um, the Jeep that I'm driving that I absolutely love is a Jeep Grand Cherokee and it's 2021. Like, I just love it. It's so beautiful. And I, it was just like, but all that happened, you know, in the instance we can like freak out and, oh my gosh, like this accident, I didn't have a car. I was like about to fly out to Costa Rica. Um, and like, think about even saying that, like all the blessings that are within that, like I'm going to Costa Rica. How amazing is that? And, um, my, I got to, my friend picked me up and it was just so sweet to like get to receive that help from somebody. Like it created a deeper connection within us. Like I love him so much. And that was so generous of him to come drive and like pick me up and stuff. And yeah, there's just like, just letting, like helping your mind condition it to look for the good and to trust that it's all happening for your growth. Sometimes things happen so that we get the lesson when it's like a small scale versus when it's huge scale. Like if you, you know, like I example, like I lead yoga classes. So say I have like my regular yoga for my like small class of like 16 and I forget the microphone isn't charged. And it's like, dang it. Ugh. But then it's like, cool. At least this didn't happen when I was leading for a huge group that someone hired me for, for an office or something I've been hired for like 200 people. Like now I will definitely remember to make sure my mic is charged. Things like that. Like sometimes mistakes happen always happen so we can learn. But sometimes it's like the perfect timing. Same thing with like a relationship, you know, what do you learn in a relationship? Like maybe you're learning it in this one. So it's for the next one or for the next, like maybe you're going traveling together and you got to learn this lesson before you're on a trip. And so it doesn't blow up, you know, where so everything's always perfect timing and just remembering that it's always perfect timing. And there's something that you can trust and surrender and that's a practice too, because uh, I mean, I get caught every day in trying to control stuff and anxious. Oh, but this is the way I wanted it to happen. But if we can trust that we don't always know the best way it could happen, we just put out what we desire and allow the universe, allow God, allow something greater to orchestrate that and trust and have fun in our day and allow ourselves to play and express. And so back to, this was a big rampage back to initial topic of this episode, perfectionism. So much of us not even allowing ourselves to express, create the things we want to create is out of needing to be perfect. Not going after our dreams or even letting ourselves write something because it's not going to be great. You know, one of my favorite quotes recently, I've dropped a lot of quotes in this episode, um, but I just wrote a blog about this. So they're all kind of fresh. Speaking of which, if you want to get on my blog, I send out a weekly newsletter with health tips and then a lot of personal development stuff. Um, so I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to hop on that. And, but the quote is, have the courage to create mediocre things. It is so vulnerable to put ourselves out there. And even just to write something, it's like, I know one of the hangups for, I had multiple women that I've worked with that have just wanted to write and express. And the biggest hangup is like this pressure that it needs to be this like amazing piece of literature. 
It's like, yo, just start writing. You know, you can't make a masterpiece unless you've made a bunch of mediocre stuff. And I was preaching to myself too. I do this. It took me forever to even start this podcast because I was so in my head. Um, the podcast as a whole, it was like an idea I'd had for like a year and then finally pulled the trigger. And a lot of times it's just like, they don't quite know how to go about it and putting all this pressure that it needs to be this amazing thing. It's just like, we're not going to get amazing until we just start. And sometimes it's getting, you know, if you haven't written in a long time or podcasted in a long time or made a video in a long time or at all, it takes a little bit to knock the cobwebs off. And But we can't do that unless we just do it. Um, so here in Austin, I just started this mastermind. We're launching on Sunday, a little mini retreat. And the purpose of this is to, to eight of us taking massive imperfect action to create because creation energy, when we allow ourselves to just create and take action and messy action, it is so freeing and so fulfilling. And I know for myself that when I'm in that, when I'm in that mode, I'm not thinking about food. I'm so lit up. It's like adrenaline and just like good adrenaline, like nourishing, inspired action. And so if you take anything from this episode, gift yourself that one time this week, like what could you do that? Like just nourishes your soul. Like you don't have a reason for it besides that it's fun or besides that you just want to create it. I love things that I just like love creating are like little real videos when I just like let myself and don't have like a timeline pressure. I love creating these podcasts especially once I start, once I get in the momentum. I love writing speeches. Uh, I lead a Wim Hof group. It's a, we do meditation, breathwork, yoga, and then we usually cold plunge or ice bath on Friday mornings. And we have a big group in Austin that comes and it's so fun. And so I just, I do a little sermon every Friday, like a personal development, I'll probably talk about perfectionism this, this week. And I just love writing that. I love the creativity of it, but like gifting myself the space to just like do that. Or I lead comfort zone retreats. So this is, we take a bunch of people out and plug from nature and just connect back to ourselves through breathwork meditation. We do a lot of authentic relating, meaning like vulnerability sharing with each other. And it's just so bonding. Everyone feels so fulfilled afterwards just because we realize that you just break away from the stimulus of like Amazon purchases and like the day-to-day stress. And you just remember what is true, why you're here. and Retreats can be so helpful for that, but you can also do that for yourself, even just by like taking a couple hours off your phone, getting in nature. It's so healing. And so often we're feeling depressed or anxious and go get on prescriptions when in reality, we just need to reconnect to ourselves and to what is true and do what lights us up. A prescription could help and it may numb you. And sometimes we need that prescription to, to kind of bridge the gap. Uh, or to help us kind of like a life raft. And that's okay. There's no shame in that. But to not let that be the end all be all. So much of anxiety and depression is diet related and is also this lack of letting ourselves express due to fear, due to not making it a priority. And the fears can be the fear of perfection, imposter syndrome. Who am I to create this? Who am I Like, who are you not to create this? You have such valuable gifts. Something I have to remind myself is like, if your message can help one person, like you are are like the younger version of you that would have really benefited from what you know now. Like there are so many people out there 
who can benefit from your unique perspective. It doesn't matter if you don't have a million followers. It doesn't matter if you, you know, aren't maybe as qualified as somebody who's done it for 20 years. You may be three steps ahead of somebody who really needs to learn from somebody only three steps ahead. Sometimes it's hard to learn from a guru when you're, when you're a beginner. It's like too overwhelming. When you have someone that's just right above you that can just kind of like take your hand and walk you along the path, like, heck yeah. You've got so much knowledge and so much value to give. Or maybe you have a creative outlet of just wanting to like, you are gifted in art or sewing or, or cooking or sports. Like maybe you're an athlete and you haven't been letting yourself like play Um, or your writing's a big one or just like putting a blog out or just some sort of something. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece yet. Just like let yourself put it out. It was so fun. I went to my friend, um, her name's Jennifer and she is a mom. She's a, she's went through a horrible divorce a couple years ago and she's just been on the spiritual path and she has learned so much. And I learned from her like every day. And I was like, you have so much wisdom, but she had so much imposter syndrome and so much like just fear of like, is what I have to say really matter? I'm like, yes, it does. And so, and she's been in kind of like a funk because, and I believe it is just this, like her soul is calling her. She wants to put this out, but it's like been so just held back by her own, her own fear. And so I went over to her house yesterday and we knocked out and created her podcast in like two hours. Cause now I know how to do it so quickly. And it's something like, I'm like, Nope, we're just doing it. And it's so cool for me to be able to like take all this action with her because from there's no insecurities on my end. Cause I'm like doing it for her. So it like was so eye opening to me cause I'll hold myself back because I've got my own insecurities, own judgments and things. And so it was so fun to be able to just like take action with no, really no inhibitions. Like I can do it with her like right in the description out, like cover art. Yep. This is perfect. Like that's good. It's good enough. Let's go. Like, let's just get it out. Like get the momentum going. And it felt so good for her. It felt so good for me. It was just so awesome to be able to witness her, like take action. And sometimes we just need somebody on our side to like help encourage us a little bit and remind us that we're loved regardless. And like, it's okay to put stuff out. It's you have permission and if anybody ever says anything rude about what you put out, like they're not your people. And um, yeah, it's just, and like, the people who love you, love you, regard, like whatever you put out. Um, so releasing the judgment and just coming back to like, let yourself create for the sake of it. And if you ever need help, if you are looking for accountability, support, whether it's with your diet or momentum to create the things that you were birthed here, that you were brought here to create, that is my superpower. So I will help you if you need it, reach out. I Also, we have got the 21-day reset, the next one coming up for January. So after the holidays, if you know you're going to want to reset your nutrition and mindful eating habits, this is where we it's way more than just like eat this, not that. That's a huge part of it because we want to clean up your diet and make sure you're eating foods that are going to give you energy. But it's also about really creating this sustainability to make this last. And then on top of that, the emotional eating component. So, so much of what I talk about in this podcast, but we really dial it in on those 21 days. The mindfulness around like, why am I eating? How am I eating? 
and transforming your health and your relationship with food. So that's starting in January. We only have, we have limited spots. So definitely snag your spot if that calls to you. If you're like, I know I'm going to reset in January, book it, book it. Cause it will be sold out. And yeah, connect with me on Instagram. Let me know how you liked this. If you put anything out, if you create anything, tag me. I would love to see it at Mindful Belly. And yeah, just sending you so much love and courage and and permission. I mean, you don't need it from me, but if, if it helps, like, just go for it. There's something that's been wanting to brew in you. Like, set a timer, 30 minutes, start. See what comes out. I love you guys. Bye.